This podcast is produced by Unedited. All this is, this, and I say this is in life, is accepting the feeling that you're having in the moment. Accept what it is that you're going through. Accept the good things. Accept the bad things. Accept, accept all of that as one, because it is. It's a one. It's all, it's all joined up together. Hello and welcome to episode 150 of In The Moment with me, Alex Manzi. And having been through my own battles with depression and anxiety, I decided to create a platform to help inspire you to live with more clarity and happiness by challenging the way you think, to open up your mind and inviting you to live in the moment. And honestly, I can't believe that this is episode 150. It feels so crazy from starting a podcast over three years ago to getting to this point and you know it really means a lot to me because really without you guys this episode wouldn't be here and without you know you guys this podcast wouldn't be here so uh, you know I'm fully thankful for that and for those of you who've been listening to the podcast for a while you will know that every kind of 50 episodes I will have like a episode of reflection so episode 50 was about my story and my journey episode 100 was about all of my learnings in the previous year and this episode episode 150 is about you because as I said this episode would you know wouldn't be here without you guys the podcast wouldn't be here without you guys so what I did was I jumped on Instagram live and I recorded a live episode of, of the podcast and what I did was I asked you guys to get involved to ask me questions and I just sat there and I, I fired off answers and, and answered as many questions as I can and we got into some really really great topics some really great discussion and I even made some learnings myself through my own ramblings which is amazing um, there's a moment where we, we got into talking about patience and I was kind of digesting and processing the idea as I was talking about it which is really really great so first of all thank you for everyone who jumped on the live who asked questions and thank you guys for listening, for always being here every week, for showing up, for being true, for, for, for willing to learn, to willing to listen to my experiences, willing to listen to just stories of all of the amazing guests who, who have brought value to this podcast. And, you know, like I said, without you guys, it really, really wouldn't be anything. So in this episode, we, we covered so many topics, but some of the topics we spoke about was acceptance, learning to deal with feelings of anxiety and a lack of control during coronavirus and lockdown understanding what patience is, balancing emotional, mental, spiritual and physical health and understanding the temporary nature of life, to name a few. And this podcast was basically designed to inspire. That is the aim of it. So if you like what you hear in this episode, be sure to send it to a friend and spread the love because you might just inspire them today. But right now, let's jump straight in and hear episode 150. Welcome to a special recording of episode 150 of, well, In The Moment with me, Alex Manzi. And today what we're going to be doing is I wanted to record this episode with you guys. So just as I adjust my phone, because we're recording this live on Instagram. And what I wanted to do is basically answer your questions. So if there's anything that you guys have been struggling with, anything that you've got challenging you recently, if there's anything you want to ask about, I don't know, meditation, whatever, then feel free to ping the questions in the comments down below. Um, and I'll answer as many as possible as we go through this. So hello and welcome. Who's here? Hello, Dimmy boy. Hello, Gabriella. Hello, Dylan. Hello, everyone who is joining. Welcome. Um, I will be answering your questions in just a moment. 
Um, so to begin with, I actually had some really good questions come in in my DM. So to get us started, there's a question that came in from Q about how to control the feeling of being overwhelmed during um, overwhelmed and, and anxious during uh, COVID. Because obviously what we're seeing right now is a lot of people are realizing that we're not in control of a lot of things. So when something like this happens and we ultimately lose all of the control that we thought we had, then how can you also control what we think we, we, we control of our anxiety and our feelings of overwhelm, you know, whatever. So what I would say is that basically for me, what's really helpful is realizing that actually we don't, we don't control these things. Right. And as we're seeing, there's a lot in life that we can't control. So when it comes to feelings of anxiety and being overwhelmed, I, I feel these all the time and it's the best way really for me to recognize that is to understand that they are part of me. Okay. They're not separate to me. Okay. I don't, I don't, it's like, I don't, how do I explain it? It's like, I don't have, I do have anxious feelings, but they are also a part of me. I am the anxious feelings. I am the overwhelmingness, right? So basically what you're trying to say is that if you can accept that these feelings are part of your life and that they will come and go when they do come, you will come to kind of understand that what you're feeling is just temporary, right? So when you understand that what you feel is temporary, then the next time it comes along, it seems a little bit more manageable because jumping onto my 4G because my Wi-Fi is rubbish. So what I was saying was um, when you understand that these feelings are temporary, the next time it comes along, basically you end up um, finding them a bit more manageable to, to deal with because you know that it's going to come and it's going to go. So in terms of struggling with being overwhelmed and anxiety now, I would say it's fine. It's normal. I think there's a lot of people in this world right now that are struggling with anxiety, that are struggling with a feeling of being overwhelmed because we've never been in this situation before, right? We've never really been in a place where the whole world has stopped. We're in lockdown. There's a lot of uncertainty. We don't know when things are going to get back to normal in inverted commas. So it's totally normal. Like, why wouldn't you feel anxiety? Why wouldn't you feel overwhelmed? So I think just understand that there are going to be natural feelings in a time like this. And if you can understand that, then you, you can also allow them to come and allow them to pass and allow them to go. Um, so that would be my answer to that. So who's locked in? Let's say big up Alex Reeds. Hello, Georgia. Hello, AJ. Hello, Dimmy. Hello, Ems. Welcome. Um, hello, Dylan. Hello, Angie. How are you? Um, we've got a question here from Dylan saying, well, it's more of a statement. All thoughts, feelings, emotions are just like the weather. The rain may come and stay for a while, but they will have to go eventually. Exactly. And the way I like to see it is that the clarity, the happiness, the feeling of calm is the blue sky, right? And the emotions, the thoughts, the feelings, and everything that we kind of feel, the anxiousness, the joy, the love, all of that are the clouds, right? They will always be coming and going. They will always be passing as normal. And the blue sky is the clarity, is the happiness, is the place that we operate from, is the constant, right? That's a really great way to put it. Um, so Georgia has said, we try to control so much in our lives. I feel like it's sometimes really healthy to let go of the control, let things unfold naturally. Yeah, exactly. And that's one of the things that I really learned um, when I was traveling earlier this year, actually, was that there's so many things that happen, you cannot control, like buses being, uh, buses being canceled, like just travel plans going pear-shaped, like everything just goes wrong all of the time. But if you actually just step back and just go, okay, look, it's fine. It will work itself out in the end, okay? And one of my favorite lines from uh, Entourage, if anyone used to watch Entourage, was they used to say, it will work out, it always does. 
and it's true like it always works itself out in the end so if you can give yourself that opportunity to let go to accept which i think is one of the most important things here is learning to accept like the situation you're in because when you truly accept what you're actually doing is you're letting go of the attachment you have to it so if you can truly accept then basically you just let go naturally so thanks for sharing that georgia um Dylan said, not just the negative emotions are temporary, even the positive emotions are temporary too, like happiness and joy. Yeah, for sure. Nothing is, nothing is permanent in this world. Um, the only constants are, are your breath, your life, and change. They're the only constants. Um, Angie has said, everyone talks about changing your mindset and it all starts with thinking positively. But how do we change that mindset to begin with? Is it through reading, meditating? I think there's, okay, so I think there's a difference, right, between looking to change your mindset and and actively changing your mindset right and what i mean by that is if you're looking to change your mindset you're always out there and you're always looking for something to make that change for you so things like reading meditating exercising although i promote them as very healthy habits to have and they're great to put you in a place of positivity and a great mindset you shouldn't anchor change on those things because the reason I say that is when you're constantly looking at something else to make the change that you want to see in your life, you forget the truth of the matter is that the change comes from inside you and the things that you're doing may help facilitate that. But ultimately the change comes from inside you and the only way that you can create that change and the only way that I've created that change in my life is by getting to know myself better by diving deeper into myself and understanding more about myself so what i mean by that is like when i was battling through like depression and anxiety i did go to therapy i went to like a few sessions but it didn't feel like the thing for me right so what i then did is i then took a deep dive on myself and started going actually okay so what's causing these feelings why am i having uh why, why am i depressed why am i feeling anxious all the time and i started to question a lot and i started to look around at the things i was doing in my life and everything else and the more that I dove into it and the more that I understood, oh yeah, I like to do this. I like to journal. I'm going to keep um, a gratitude journal. I'm going to meditate every day. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to do yoga. I'm going to do all these things. They were great because they were allowing me to experience the moments of clarity that I was seeking. But ultimately, like we said earlier, that clarity is always there for you. It's the blue sky. And the more you look at waiting for the clouds to clear and the sun to come out to bring you joy, the more you take away from your power of understanding that the clarity, the clarity and the happiness and the calmness and the stillness that you're seeking is always inside of you. So I would say to Angie's question that, yes, it's great to have things such as reading, meditating, which I do every day, of course, in yoga. But ultimately, when you're trying to change your mindset into something positive, the only way you can do it and the only way you can create that change is, A, if you truly want to experience change. Because there's a lot of people in this world who say, I want to change. I want to be this type of person, but they don't truly, truly mean it. They're just saying it on face value. So if you truly mean it, then you're willing to take that action. And that action is to, to find out more about yourself, to understand more about yourself and to really dive in deep and get to know who that person is behind the clothes that you wear, behind your job, behind where you live, behind your friendship circles, behind, you know, the fancy jewelry or fancy watches or you know, shoes that you own behind all of that. Who's your person? What do you stand for? What are your values? And what are you going to remain true to yourself 
at all times. And that's how you create the change because the change comes from, from inside of you. And once you can connect to that, then that's a game changer. And I'm speaking from experience there. Um, so thanks for that question, Angie. It's great. Ems has said, you seem so, <laughs> you seem like such a calm guy. I get the odd day where I feel so stressed. If you meditate daily, does it decrease stress and overwhelming? Well, as we just spoke about, right, that, that feeling of calm is always with you, right? And everyone says I'm a calm guy because I appear calm on the outside and my voice is calm, but I'm not. I'm, I'm a very high active overthinking person, which is why I've suffered with depression, which is why I've suffered with heavy anxiety. So I would say that things like uh, meditation, yes, they scientifically, they are proven to decrease stress because they allow you to step away from the thinking, okay? But what I love, and they, they allow to, 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 to release all of these amazing chemicals in your body, which have, have been proven to decrease levels of stress and levels of aging and all these amazing benefits, which you can Google and look up the benefits of meditation. But ultimately for me, what meditation allows you to do is recognize and become familiar with, because that's what meditation means. It means to become familiar with your thinking. And that's the important part because your thoughts are what create your day-to-day -day experience. They, not even day-to-day, -day, your moment-to-moment -moment experience. Your thoughts are the thing that create the reality that you live. Okay, so without your thoughts and the feeling that comes with that thought, you wouldn't experience the way we, the way we live in the exact same way, right? So as an example, right, you could be thinking about something amazing, like the best day you've ever had in your life, and you're going to feel great. So you're going to be having a really positive moment in your life. And literally within the next moment, you could stub your toe on the edge of the bed. And all of a sudden that thought of like, oh my God, I'm in pain. What is that stupid bed doing there? Is going to bring you into a negative space. So what I'm trying to explain is that moment to moment, your thoughts and your feelings can change. And the more you can recognize that changing that coming and going of thoughts, that constant cyclical nature of life and the way we think, the more you can understand that anything that you're experiencing is only being experienced by the way that you think about it. And the more you can understand that and what's really helped me, particularly in like the last, I'd say the last year and a year and a half, I've really learned this, is that yes, you can change your thinking, but if you try to change your thinking, the only thing you're doing you're applying more thinking on top of the thinking. So you're just creating more thoughts. And what actually we should be doing is creating less. Not, and not creating less, because what I mean by that is um, our minds are always going to create thoughts. That's just how it is. Every moment there's going to be a thought and a, come with a feeling. The next moment will come with another thought and another feeling. But what we do is we pile the thoughts on top of each other. So using the toe stubbing example right you stub your toe your first thought is like, oh my god that really hurts and then you think oh for god's sake like i always bash my toe on that bed like why do i always do this why always me and you go into this cycle of adding thoughts on top of the feeling that you're experiencing where in fact it should just be like oh god i just bashed my toe oh well it will pass and then you've moved on straight away from that mindset so yes to answer the question things like meditation and all of the amazing things we spoke about, exercise and eating healthy and drinking water and all of these things are proven to decrease stress. But the only way for me to, to decrease overthinking in your life is to actually understand your thinking and understand the way that your mind is working by piling thoughts on top of thoughts to create overthinking. And once you can understand that process, what you can do is you can unravel it and you can live more 
in those moments of clarity and you can see the world for what it is rather than seeing it for the way that you see it. Because we all see the world through our own lens, the way that we've been brought up. Like some people might look at the trees and think like, it's just trees, man. Other people might look at the trees and be like, oh my God, like I love trees. And other people might just look at the trees and just be like, look, this is beautiful, amazing. And that's it. So like everyone's going to look at those things differently. So we only, we only view life through our own lens. So the more you can understand about your lens and the more that you can unravel that thinking process, as we said, the more you're able to just see life in front of you for what it is. And I think we forget that. We forget to live in those moments. We forget to live with that stillness and that moment to moment, you know, within life. We, we get caught up in all of the thinking that we do behind it. Um, so I hope that answered your question, Ems. Thank you for that. Uh, Dylan has said in my religion teachings uh, uh, sorry in my religion teachings we are taught to always stay calm and still in any kind of situation it's like so still that no happy or sad events can carry you away exactly and it's it's not that not to let you know good or bad experiences carry you away it's about actually um, understanding that it will happen it will happen just to let them come and go um, so we've got Q has said, during your travels and interacting with people of different cultures, do you think mental health is dealt differently in different countries and cultures? Um, it's a good question, actually. I would say probably yes. I think on the face value, we look, when we talk about mental health these days, right, the first thing we think is like, how are the NHS, how are the professionals, how are we dealing with it, how are we talking with it? And we, we by doing that, and it's great that we're having those conversations, don't get me wrong, I want to encourage as many of those conversations as possible but by doing that, we're almost adding more to the stigma, if that makes sense, right? So we, what, I want, what I want people to try and understand here, right, is that we all have mental health, okay? And in, we have it in the same way that we have physical health, in the same way that we have emotional health, in the same way that we have spiritual health. We all have mental health. And it's all about how balanced that mental health is within yourself. And some people will experience a higher level and you know higher have higher experience of depression anxiety and mental health illnesses as they as they are called right and other people won't other people just won't have had them at all because maybe it's not so much that their mental health is better it's just that they react in a different way through through that thinking process we were talking about earlier so for me to answer the question in different countries yes it probably is dealt with differently because i think a lot more there's a lot of cultures that I've seen and I've, I've, I've been to where people are just generally more open. Like if you go to South America, like guys and girls have a completely different dynamic between the groups than what we have in the UK or even in, in across Europe. Like if, you, if you're in the UK and you see a group of guys and girls, um, you know, together, say like, you know, not so much nowadays, but let's say in a park, right? Okay, some of the guys might be sitting next to the girls and the, the, the guys will be on one side, the girls will be on the other side. But when you go to places in like South America and all these different countries, what you notice is that the relationships between the guys and the girls are different. They're, they're closer. And for me, you know, as we know, girls, they have a better emotional capacity in general than men because they're more open and they're more willing to talk about the things that they feel. Whereas guys, as we grow up, we're, we're more focused on talking about surface level things. We don't really understand or process how to talk about feelings. But in these countries, because the guys and the girls have such close relationships, they actually, from what I've seen anyway, from what I've experienced, you can see that the guys and the girls can both have those conversations and they, they mix 
that that surface level with the emotional stuff amongst the groups if that makes sense so and you know hopefully that answers the questions and in terms of like the actual practitioners and stuff like that i couldn't give an answer on how they deal with it differently in mental health but i think you know i think we attach almost too much to the to the to the meaning of mental health you know in in both a good way and a bad way you know the good way is that we're trying to talk about we're trying to encourage people to to speak up when they're not feeling great and you know i'm a big advocate of that as you guys know because i've i've suffered myself but on the other hand is we're still making it like a a bad thing and it's not a bad thing it's not a bad thing to to have mental health or suffer from uh, a weakness in your mental health or a mental health illness it's not a bad thing at all it's just a natural thing the same way you could wake up one day and your back is tight or you fall over and you hurt your shoulder like there's no difference in you know the way that we approach our there shouldn't be any difference rather than the way that we approach our physical health in the way that we approach our mental health and that's the that's the conversation i want to encourage i don't want to stigmatize it any further i just want to encourage that if you don't feel that you have been yourself that you feel confident enough and comfortable enough to speak to someone because at the end of the day if you're able to do that you've made a huge step okay it's like walking around with your arm busted and your shoulder like this and not speaking to anyone about it not going to a doctor not going to speak, not saying to like a friend, like, does my, does my shoulder look weird? Like, is this, is this a normal thing? Like we would do that if that was our shoulder, like being busted, like up like this, but with our, our uh, mental health, we don't do that. So I just want to encourage those conversations. Um, so Q, thank you for that question. Um, Hannah has said, I am doing a mindfulness course at the moment, which is really helping learn the science of strengthening the pathways in your brain to the higher thinking level. Yeah. And I think there is, there is a lot of science behind mindfulness. And as I said, there's so many ways that you can go so many things you can Google and learn, but ultimately for me, man, the only way you can really learn is by experiencing these things. And the experience comes through doing the work. And, and what I mean by that is putting in the, the minutes every day, doing the understanding, diving in and trying to understand more about yourself. Like we said earlier, uh, Sobia said, I have been struggling with acceptance lately. Can you let me know a bit more about what you mean on that, Sobi? Because there's so many different aspects to that that I think we can cover. So if you can just put some more context to that question down below, I will um, hopefully be able to give you more information. Uh, Dylan has said, I love it. Dive deep into the important questions. Get to know yourself. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, who's here? Let's do some shout outs. Hello, Iris. Hello, Jamie. Hello, Bella. Hello, Sam. Eckhart Tolle vibes. Sam says, yeah, for sure. Dudu's here. Uh, Dylan is, apart from just meditation, I believe that also changing, upgrading, adopting growth, positive mindset is crucial for sure. Emza said, amazing and helpful. Um, I started personal training in small groups and that can really boost my positive thinking. Can't wait for you to pass. Can't wait for all of this to pass so I can get back to it. Oh yeah, amazing, yeah. Uh, morning, day, morning, Umi. Uh, Alex Reeds is agreeing with me. Hello, Ryan. Hello, Kyle. Hello, Amy. Um, who else we got here? Hello, Jess. Hello, Jamie. Um, so I'm going to come back to Subi's question about acceptance. I'm going to wait for her to put some more context in here. But I think acceptance um, is one of the, the three key principles for want of a better word that I always talk about, right? There's three key principles. And the reason I say there's three key principles is because really and truly anything that we experience in life from my belief and from my experience goes through these three levels, right? So the first one is recognizing. And what I mean by that is whether that means you are um, experiencing some kind of 
difference in your mental health, let's say, or if you have a pain in your knee, or if you're, you've slipped out of your regular daily routine. Okay, three completely different examples. The first thing you have to do before anything else can happen is to recognize that that thing has happened. Okay, so you have to recognize that your mental health may have slipped. You have to recognize that there's a pain in your knee. You, may, you have to recognize that your routine has dropped from its, you know, how it normally is. Okay, so without the recognizing of what's happening, nothing beyond that can happen because you don't know it's happening. So for me, when I was depressed, um, like six, seven years ago, and th th this was going on for years, it wasn't until I actually recognized what it was that I was going through that I was, I was then able to move forward and try and make the change and try and do something with that because I didn't know that I was going through it. I didn't know that's what I was experiencing. I just thought that was normal. I thought the feelings I was having and this darkness and this cloud and these horrible thoughts were just normal. So until I actually recognized what they were and what it was actually doing to me and for me, I couldn't do anything else. So the first stage of anything is to recognize what it is that is happening or you're experiencing or that you're going through. And then the second stage is the acceptance stage. Okay. And what I mean by that is kind of what we touched on earlier to truly accept something means to let go. And this is the stage. I mean, each stage is hard, right? Recognizing stage is really hard because like I said, it took me, it took me years to recognize what it was I was going through. Okay. It took me years to recognize it. But once I did recognize it, it, it then took me almost like another year, year and a half to fully, truly accept what it was that I was going through. And although I'd recognized it and I said, yeah, okay, cool. I know this is the thing. Okay. I can accept that this is happening to me. I hadn't truly accepted it because I was constantly fighting against it. And when you're fighting against something, you haven't accepted it because you're, you're, you're creating it as an enemy within your own mind. And when you create an enemy within your own mind, it's not a good thing because what the, what the enemies in here is do they fight, they fight back, they fight, they fight back, they fight, they fight back. So when you're, when you're in that, that mindset of telling yourself that you've accepted something and this happens a lot, I tell you what this happens a lot with, with breakups, within breakups, people will accept the fact that they've broken up, but they haven't truly accepted the fact that they've let go of that person because they will still want that person. They'll still, you know, wish to be around that person. They'll still want to speak to that person. And although they can talk about, yes, I've accepted that we've broken up. They haven't, as long as you're still longing for that thing or fighting against that thing or fighting against those feelings, you haven't accepted anything. All you've done is recognized. So the acceptance stage is about letting go. And it's not until you can truly accept a situation, the way someone has changed, the way that you feel, the way that your job may have changed, the way, you know, what we're experiencing right now in life, for example, like we, we have to truly fully accept this situation because if you don't accept it and you know, you hear people saying that when we get back to normal, but it's like, this is normal now, this is our normal. Like you have to accept that. And if you can accept that this is our normal, you're not always longing for like that one day when we can, you know, get back to a normal in inverted commas life, because you're, because as far as we continue in this current situation, the more you think like that, Oh, one day, when we get back to one day, you're always going to not enjoy or not appreciate what we're living right now because you're longing for something else. 
So that's not accepting the situation that we're in. Accepting the situation that we're in is actually saying, do you know what? This is the situation we're in. This is how we're living life now. I'm cool with that. Whether it's hard, whether it's easy, whether it's tough, whether people have lost jobs, whether people are sick, you know, everything, all the terrible stuff that's happening, we have to, we have, we have to accept that because if you, unless you can truly accept that this is, this is the day to day, this is the normal life now, this is going to be the situation, you're not going to be comfortable with it. And I think that's a big part of acceptance. So it's a real letting go, the accept stage. And then the third stage beyond that is, you can probably tell is once you've recognized, once you've learned to truly accept and let go, you can change. And that's where you experience the growth. Okay. And it's the third stage is growth. So recognize, accept, grow. Okay. And the reason why the growth only comes after the first two have truly happened and they have to happen in that order is because if you're still holding on to something, if you're still not accepting, if you're still holding on to even the smallest thing, if you're still not fully recognizing what it is, you can't grow because you haven't, you haven't let go of that process. It's like that, that thing of like the longer you hold onto a bottle or you hold something up in the air, the more agony it's going to call you. Right. And this is what we do when we don't accept something is we hold onto it. If I hold this bottle now for the rest of this half an hour session, what's going to happen to my arm? I'm going to start to feel the pain in my shoulder, which I can already feel because my shoulder's not the greatest. You feel the pain in your shoulder, your arm gets heavy, your wrist starts to hurt. And essentially all that happens is, is you begin to cause yourself more pain. That's all you do, but you cause yourself more pain by trying to hold on to this thing. So the acceptance stage is actually letting go of that thing, being able to put it aside and being able to be free again. That's all the acceptance is. And it's from that space where growth happens. Um, so we've had another couple of questions acceptance in terms of situations because i have experienced something which was very unexpected and i never thought that it will happen with me well Serbi, i hope what we just spoke about has answered that because the only constant thing in life is change so whether you expect something or not it's likely to happen and that's the reality of the situation okay so and the more you attach those an attachment is something we'll come on to the more you attach those expectations onto that situation the more friction, the more fighting you're causing with that situation. So, you know, whatever that situation is, I can pretty much, pretty much, yeah, pretty much guarantee someone else has experienced the exact same situation. So it's not something new. It's not something that's just happened to you. It's just a situation that has occurred in life. And if you can just accept that that's all it is, it's a situation, it was something temporary. What you're feeling now is temporary as well then you can really accept to let go of it. And accepting, like I said, can be the hardest stage because we, we, we as human beings like to attach ourselves to things. We like to attach ourselves to people. We like to attach ourselves to memories. We like to attach ourselves to good feelings. Okay, but by attaching ourselves to good feelings, we push ourselves towards the bad feelings. Okay, I hope that makes sense. Um, so Danny has said, a friend's one told me it's easy to live with the devil you know then get the angel you never knew um let me try and digest that a friend once said it's easy to live with the devil you know than to get the angel you never yeah it's exactly it's exactly what i'm trying to say is we're more comfortable and living with the pain of something and not accepting something because we we've we've created an identity around that i think this is what you're trying to say We've created an identity around whatever that 
pain, whatever that emotion is. And we feel like if we're going to let go, if we're going to accept that that thing is no longer there, we're losing a part of ourselves, but we're not, we're not, we're opening ourselves up to the possibility of experiencing something new within ourselves. And that's what we forget because we get, we get scared of the unknown. We get scared of, you know, being in a place in our lives where something is uncertain. Again, like what we're experiencing now, we get scared of these moments and we shouldn't, we really shouldn't because at the end of the day, these moments are normal. They're just a part of life. They're a process of life. Okay. Like everything that we experience is a process of life. And the more you can connect to the things that you're seeing and experiencing and living and feeling in any moment, the more clarity you can live your life with because you let go of everything else. And I agree with what Danny said there. We, we do, we do find it easier to live with the devil we know because we're not ready to open ourselves up and accept and let the angel we don't know in. It's a great way to put it. Um, so hello, Luke. Hello, another Luke. <laughs> hello, uh, Hannah's still here. So what we've got going on here now. So, um, Danny, so Alex reads, asked Danny to that devil question. Is it because it's harder to, it's harder work to let the angel in? And Danny said, great question. I didn't think that <laughs> that way, but it makes sense. Uh, I never accepted it. And that's it is it comes to acceptance and it comes to that unknown. Like we're, we're worried that letting go means we're going to forget something. We're going to lose a part of ourselves. And I think the acceptance stage is super important. Um, so Hannah has said, so before I move on to Hannah's question, if anyone has got any other questions at this point, feel free to let them put them in the comments down below. Anything you've been struggling with, anything that uh, you're, you've been challenged with recently, or if there's just anything in general you want to know about, it could be meditation, it could be something well-being, it could be something about me, the podcast, whatever it is, um, let me know. Um, what else have we got here? So Hannah said, I once heard pain is pain but suffering is a choice. Yes, exactly. Exactly, exactly, exactly. That's exactly it. It's exactly it because it comes back to the thing, right, of, of Chris has just joined us. Hello, Chris. Um, it, it comes to that exact thing of stubbing your toe. Let's go back to that example. You've just stubbed your toe on the bed. The first thing you think is, oh my God, that bloody hurts. Okay. But then for whatever reason is... We feel the pain. We know it's there, but then we like to make ourselves suffer more by going like, oh, oh, and doing that stupid little jump around and then telling ourselves all these stories of like, oh God, like why do I always, that's like the fourth time I've stubbed my toe on that thing. I'm such an idiot. Like why always me? Like why do I always do this? Like why, why does, why is that stupid bed there in the first place? And we force the suffering upon ourselves. And that's just a little example. I mean, there's so many more examples in life. Like when, when, when we go back to what I was saying about me being, you know, going through depression and anxiety, okay, one of the reasons why I found it hard to accept those things is because I started to tell myself this idea of, okay, I am a depressed guy. I know I've recognized that I've got depression. So that must mean I am a depressed person. And what that is doing, that is creating an identity of who I am as a person. So by doing that, the more I tell myself I am a depressed person, the more I was bringing that pain and that suffering onto myself in those situations. So if anything happened that was slightly out of, you know, that realm of like 
something not going my way or not feeling great about something, I would straight away slip into that. I'm a depressed person. This, this is what happens to me. And I'm bringing that pain and that suffering onto myself. But when you work through that and you work through the accepting, and this is something that I work with people on a lot, like through the podcast, through coaching, when you work on that accepting, that non-attachment idea, we're, we're going to come to non-attachment. That is when you, you can just let go and you can see how all of these things are starting to tie in together, right? Because we try to experience life in so many different ways. But in fact, life is very simple. It is very simple. Okay. It's a very simple process. Okay. We're born. We learn to breathe in. We learn to breathe out. <laughs> that is life. Okay. And everything around it. Okay. We have like our, our, our needs of like, we need food. We need water. We need shelter fine everything else around it we create this 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 complexity this absolute complexity of life which is needless and this all comes from one place and it all comes from our thinking okay because yes you might say yeah but this is what we learned this is how we're taught as a kid these are the things we're taught in school these are the things we see in the news these are the things we see on social media yes i agree but the only way that you implement this complexity in your life is through the way that you experience life in your thinking okay so when you can understand that actually your thinking is the thing that's holding you back your thinking is the thing that is stopping you from that freedom from that clarity from that happiness and it took me a long time to figure this stuff out you know and this is why i want to share it with you guys it took me a long time to figure it out and because i hadn't heard anyone talk about it in this way Okay, I had to do a lot of reading, a lot of studying, a lot of talking to people, a lot of podcast interviews, a lot of like listening to other podcasts, a lot of you know conversations with mentors, with coaches. And this is what I've learned is that it's only your thinking. It's only your thinking, not my thinking, not Chris's thinking, not Danny's thinking, not Hannah's thinking, your thinking that is stopping you from doing anything. And people will, you know, and there's a very internal way to look at life. And that's because that's how I believe it is. Because if you start saying, okay, well, okay, but I know how I think. I know how my mind is. But there's this, there's this person at work and they won't let me do this thing or they're really um, controlling or they do this. Or when I go on social media, all I see is this negative stuff that's happening in the world. Like, yes, that stuff may be happening. But the way you internalize it and the way that you actually then think about that and bring that into your life is for your thoughts and your feelings in that moment. So even if someone, and actually had a question about this, about people um, in a working environment who don't want to change, even though the person who asked the question has tried to, you know, uh, facilitate that change, those people don't want to change. And that's fine. But what, what, what I'm trying to get at there is that you can't take that on upon yourself. Like as long as you've been true to yourself, as long as you've done the things that you've tried to do, and you've been honest with that, then, and your thinking is clear around that, then the only reason that situation is going to cause you more stress and more harm is because of the way you think about it. Because you're just going to bring up negative emotions and negative feelings around that thing, and that's going to put you into a negative space. And as we've discovered earlier, we don't just bring those negative thoughts and feelings upon ourselves, but we also then attach ourselves, which we're still going to come to, attach ourselves to those feelings, okay? So what we do is this. 
we have a situation in our life that happens. Say, let's use this work example. Someone at work who doesn't want to change. Cool, that's fine. But what we do is go, this person doesn't want to change. I've tried to make them change. Why won't they change? Why are they making my day harder? Why are they, um, you know, not listening to me? You know, I've even said something to the, to the management and they're still not doing the change. They're starting to affect my day to day. They're making my working life harder. You can start to see how all of that stuff that, you, that is happening there is you just put in more thoughts and more suffering onto the original thing, which is there's someone at work or a people or a group of people at work who aren't willing to change. And to me, that's totally fine. Like I've, I've worked in offices and buildings before where I've had to fight tooth and nail just to get the smallest thing done. But as frustrating as it can be, as frustrating and, and sometimes as angry as I felt, I also would never let that hang up on me because I would understand that, okay, that's nothing to do with me. Yes, it may be affecting my output. Yes, it may be affecting my work, but it's nothing to do with me. I have done my best in this situation and it is because that person isn't willing to change or see things from a different view that this thing is not going to happen. And I'm cool with that because I've tried to do my best. And ultimately, if they're a decision maker or whatever, there's nothing I can do about it. And it's, it's a question of letting go of control. We try to control too much. And by trying to control, we then pile all the thinking and the thoughts and the emotions on top. Um, so Emza said, do you ever think of memories from the past that could get you down? Or do you try not to let them stick in your mind for too long? Okay, so this is a great point. So this is Ems' question. This is a great point to bring up attachment. So I was waiting for a question around it because that's essentially what you're asking me, Ems, is you're asking me if our attachment to feelings and emotions from the past, you know, have an ability to let, what you're asking me, let me down, or, or if they let me down, or if it happens for not too long. And of course, there are times where I think about something and I think, oh my God, that was so amazing. Like traveling, right? I've just come back from two months, you know, January, February in South America. Um, and I know there's a few people here who are watching this, Iris is here, who actually met in um, one of the, the places I'm going to talk about in Patagonia. And it was amazing. And I just, I always think every day, I think back to the feelings I had there. I think, I think back to the vibes and I think that was so incredible. But the important thing is, I just accept that that was a thing that I experienced. And the more I long for that thing and the more I attach my emotions to that thing, the more friction it causes. So the reason that I'm going to relate this to attachment is because attachment, we attach ourselves to a lot of things. As human beings, we attach ourselves to a lot of things. And that's people, that's places, that's ideas, that's feelings, that's uh uh, jobs, that's uh, family, that's uh, the way we dress, our identity. We attach ourselves to so many things, right? And it's a dangerous game because the more you attach yourself to something, okay, the more you are taking the power away from yourself, okay? So to use Enzo's example of thinking of memories from the past that could get you down, there's no reason to me why if you think about a situation from the past that may get you down, there's no reason to me why you should linger on that feeling because the only reason you would linger on that feeling is because you have some sort of attachment to the situation. And I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out M's and you can correct me if I'm wrong. This is to do with another person. Okay. So 
you you are attaching and i know there's a couple people here i'm not i'm not going to say the names because i respect the privacy there's a couple people here who i talk to regularly in the dms and we talk about this idea of attachment to other people and what we do is we attach ourselves to this this person or this thing because it might not be a person names i respect that to this thing or this person and what we do is when that thing is no longer prevalent in our lives we still hold that attachment to it so we still want to be a part of it even though that we know we can't so all we're starting to do (laughs) is that cycle of the pain and the suffering and attachment is a very scary thing to me because we don't realize we're doing it and we think it's normal and to certain degrees it is normal right but it can be very difficult and it something happened to me last year actually I, i i i met someone who is amazing and i became very attached to the feelings and the thoughts and this and and the way that i felt and acted and everything else around this person right and what happened was is that when we then split ways because it was while i was traveling when, when we split ways i found it really hard to deal with that because i i i had attached myself to those feelings i wanted more of those feelings i wanted more of this person because of the way i felt around this person okay and then ultimately a few months later when when we did see each other again and the feelings you know naturally weren't as as strong as they should be right um i i i would dig myself into a hole about oh my god this feels different why is this different like why can't i uh why is, why do I not feel the same? Why, why is that maybe the energy different? Why is you know, you dig yourself into this hole of like wanting to feel how you previously felt, but that's, that's not a realistic thing. Okay. And what really helped me through that was actually going, do you know what? Hold on. Stop right there. I'm coming back to the recognizing. I've recognized what I'm doing here. I am chasing an unrealistic feeling because that feeling can only have existed in that moment I lived right? And that's the truth. And that's why I existed in that moment. So I'm chasing this feeling, which was in a totally different place, a totally different situation. Whilst you're traveling, when you're full of clarity and abundance and love anyway, and I'm trying to bring this feeling into this situation now, and because I'm not feeling that, I am not allowing myself to enjoy this moment with this person. And when I realized that, all of a sudden, there was like the letting go process and that attachment to that feeling had gone. And I was, I was then able to enjoy the moments that we were sharing. Okay. So, and there was nothing wrong with what, what we were, the, the situations we, there was nothing. I was creating that in my mind. I was creating that friction, that suffering. Okay. So what I'm trying to get out to answer Em's questions is that yes, you can, you can, you can, have memories of the past which may get you down or may make you feel a certain way but ultimately those feelings and those memories are just that they're just thoughts they're not what you're feeling and thinking in that moment does that make sense what you're actually doing is trying to remember how you felt and how you thought in that moment that's not true to what you're experiencing now and that's all we experience is now does that make sense? I know that's, I've gone a bit of a, a way around that. So Ems, if please, if that doesn't make any sense and you want more clarity on that, just please ask down below and I'll, I'll happily try and uh, answer that because I just want to get onto a few more questions. Um, 
Um, Hannah said she she tried to stop identifying with labels too much yet. That's very true. Dylan said it's for me. It's all about mental, uh, sorry, mindset slash wisdom um, perspective. The same thing that could happen to two different people with different mindset. One person will suffer miserably. The other will not be bothered. Exactly. Um, hello, Lucy, who's here. Hello, uh, Tammy. Uh, Danny has said. Living with anxiety and depression um, and panic disorder, IBS, etc. There's a lot of things there. <laughs> Arthritis. I keep going, but I have days where I physically, emotionally, and mentally am not able to cope. And Danny, that is fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Why, why should you beat yourself up about feeling like that? With all of those things that you've got on, got going on, that's not easy to deal with. So it's completely fine if you have days. And to accept that you're going to have days where you may feel overwhelmed emotionally, you may feel overwhelmed physically, you may feel overwhelmed mentally, it's completely fine. And if you can accept that you're going to have days like that, again, don't cause the friction inside yourself. Don't cause the fight inside yourself. Like It's going to be totally fine to have days like that. I still have days like that. I had a day uh, maybe like 10 days ago, two weeks ago, I don't know, where I woke up and... I just felt panic. I just felt an overwhelming sensation. And I didn't know what it was, probably because of what we're living um, right now. And I stayed in bed for a bit longer than normal. And I kind of just felt like, I don't want to get up. I don't want to experience this day. This day's going to be horrible. This, I'm going to have this feeling um, hanging above me all day. Like this day is just going to be so long. Like, can it be over already? And hopefully you guys can already see what I was doing there. What I was doing there. So I was bringing the suffering onto myself before I'd even got out of bed. I hadn't even started my day and I was already bringing that suffering onto, onto myself. So what I'm saying is, if, if you could, what I did was I just said, all right, look, take a moment. It's fine to be feeling overwhelmed. It's fine to have this overwhelming anxiousness because of what, you know, where we're at in life right now. It's fine. I'm not going to be the only one feeling this. So I got myself out of bed. I made my bed. I went downstairs, I did like my yoga, my, my meditation, just as a way to, as I said, not a way to uh, hang on to something to make me feel good. Just for me, it's a great way to bring myself into the moment. It's a great way to wake up my body, my mind for the day with an ease, without, you know, rushing into the rush of social media and emails and work and editing and whatever. So I went through that. And within an hour or so, 45 minutes, that overwhelming feeling had calmed down because I'd allowed myself to feel it. I'd allowed myself to accept it. It's fine to be feeling that. And I'd allowed myself to let go of that feeling is when we attach ourselves and it's when we long for that feeling. Okay. And it comes to the pleasure pain dynamic, which a lot of people who, who've listened to the podcast or have seen me do Instagram lives before or anything will know this is something that I talk about a lot. Okay. And that pleasure pain dynamic is that pleasure and pain live in the same space, okay? If you're feeling pleasure, okay, it's because you understand what pain is, okay? So pleasure and pain are one of the same thing. They're part of the same coin, okay? Here's an example, right? I've got this old phone here, right? One side's pleasure, one side's pain, okay? No matter what I do, I cannot get rid of one side of this phone without the other side still being there, okay? Because they come as the same thing. They come together, they coexist. Okay. So if we can understand in that situation of me waking up feeling overwhelmed, if I can understand that what I was doing was I was trying to experience the pain of the overwhelming sensation, the pain of the anxiety, 
And somewhere behind that, I was finding pleasure in making myself feel that way. Okay, so that's how that dynamic works. And it also works the other way around where when you, when you, when you seek for pleasure, so going back to that example of me wanting to experience the feelings that I'd experienced, you know, all those months ago, I was seeking the pleasure in those feelings. And because I wasn't feeling what I wanted to feel, I was feeling the pain instead. So that's how the pain and pleasure dynamic works, right? They come together. So if you can accept that and you can accept that you're going to feel pleasure, but you're also going to feel pain and they come together, the more you push for one, the more you push towards the, 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 the pleasure, for example, the more pain you're going to expose yourself to. And the more pain that you push yourself towards, the more suffering that you bring onto yourself, the more you're going to find pleasure in bringing that pain into yourself. Does that make sense? Um, so... Hello, Jags. Hello. Uh, who else is here? Noah Skateboy. Noah is a sick skateboarder, by the way. Um, it's uh, Danny. I can't really see my screen right now. Ryan has said, Danny, it's okay to not be okay. Uh, Gabriella has said, when you do something, hello, Gabriella, by the way, when you do something for a living that you feel so strongly about, I found it um, really hard to find the balance between me as an individual and my work itself? That's a very good question because obviously I do a lot in terms of the podcast and putting content out, interviews, Instagram lives, all of this stuff, okay? And that's because I'm so passionate about it. And I want to share these things with you guys because I want you guys to, to learn the things that I'm learning as I'm learning them, but also I want to share my experiences and learnings with you, okay? Once I've deepened my understanding. So a lot of that is work for me, right? So, but it's also my individual life as well. So I think that to find the balance between the two is a very interesting point because what we, what we, what we should be doing is actually finding the space within that to step aside. Okay. And what I mean by that is to step aside and evaluate, okay, this is me as a person and this is what I do. And there's a, there's a, quite famous uh, musician and poet who is a, is a friend of mine, but who uh, I did some work with a while ago. And one of the things I explained to him, I'm not going to use his name, obviously. One of the things I explained to him was, okay, who are you as a person? And what is the thing that you do? Okay. Because he was getting caught up in this space of like confused about his message in life through his work. So I said, well, look, there's, there's two things you can do. You can continue doing what you're doing. Okay. Or you can start to see the difference in who you are as a person and what is the thing that you do. And the more clarity you have around those two things, the more clear you can be in your message because the people who follow you will start to understand, ah, this is you as a person. And this is the thing that you do. There's a, there's a distinction, right? So to answer Gabriella's question, it's about finding the balance. Okay. So it's about knowing this is my work because I'm so passionate about it. This is me right now, Alex, the podcast, the speaking, okay? Alex, the coach, Alex, the Instagram person, whatever. But me as a person is the person who's experienced all the things that I'm talking about, right? So there's a distinction between the two because yes, I'm talking to you guys and explaining these things to you and I'm coming at you from the, this idea of a person who has a podcast, who does coaching, who does all these things. But the person behind that is the person who has experienced all of the things that I'm able to talk about. So for me, the clarity in the two and finding the balance between work and life also comes in how you set up your day. So for me, when I'm in Alex 
Instagram mode, Alex work mode is when I'm at my laptop, I'm editing, I'm on Instagram. Okay. When I'm being Alex, the person is when I'm doing my meditating, my yoga, when I'm playing in the garden with my dog, when I'm having dinner with my family, when I'm on the phone to my friends, when, you know, at the moment playing call of duty in the evening with my friends, that's when I'm being Alex, the person. Okay. My friends always joke with me that there's like two different people. There's like me online and then there's me in real life. And of course, because it's very hard to show all of you all of the time. Okay. So there's different ways that you fit into that. And I'm just being conscious of the time. I've only got five minutes until this live stream cuts off. So I want to make sure we get some more questions answered. Um, so Surya said, sometimes people expect things from me a lot. And when it doesn't happen, they start blaming and don't understand. And all they are doing there, Surya, is they're projecting their own pain onto you. It is not something directed at you. It's not a personal attack. It might feel like a personal attack. They're just projecting their own fears and worries and stress onto you because they don't know how to deal with it themselves. So you should just be like, okay, it's cool. They're not doing that because they're attacking me. Instead, maybe try and understand why they are doing it. Like, what is the reason they do that? And Gabriella said, uh, is it healthy if you work, if your work becomes your purpose and your way of life? N- yes. <laughs> That's the answer I'm going to give you because I was having this conversation the other day about the difference between living with a purpose and having a purpose. Okay. This idea of having a purpose means there's something out there that you're trying to reach. You're trying to find, you're trying to, you're trying to experience. There's something out there that's going to give you a purpose. Okay. But when you live with purpose, you're living in the moment. That is your way of life. So if you're doing your thing because you love doing it and it doesn't feel like work as much as it is work, that's you living with purpose. So when I'm doing this, when I'm recording the podcast, when I'm editing the podcast, when I'm coaching, when I'm doing webinars, when I'm doing whatever, like all of these things, yes, they feel like work, but because I'm doing them from a place of purpose, from a a moment of living with purpose, they don't feel like work at all in that moment. Okay. So I hope that you can understand that difference there, Gabriella. Uh, Right now I said it's a lot of practice. Um, Loving it. There's conversations going on in the comments. Hannah says, I know I'm a sucker for a quote, but they say <laughs> no account of guilt can change the past and no amount of, sorry, no amount of guilt can change the past and no amount of anxiety can change the future. Exactly. And there's a famous quote, I think it's Buddha. Maybe he says, when you're living, depression is when you're living in the past. Anxiety is when you're living in the future. Clarity is when you're living in the moment. And that's one of my favorite quotes. Um, how to effectively deal with desire and lust. Again, Dylan it's a thing like we desire things. We lust for things. We lust for people. We desire food. We desire treats. We desire things. It's fine. It's a part of life. As long as you don't attach yourself to those things and those ideas, then, um, it's totally fine. That honestly, it's just, it's just a way that we live. It's a way that as human beings, we experience things. Um, yes, I can be uh, obsessive when it comes to partners and friends comes from a place of neglect for me, childhood trauma, et cetera. If you want to expand on that, I don't really understand the question there. I will try and answer it. Um, Jackie has said, when something has to end, it doesn't mean it's a failure, does it? I worry, especially in relationships. <laughs> what if it's not forever? How can we live in and out? I struggle with always predicting the outcome. Well, look, nothing in life is permanent. Only permanence is change. So, if you can accept that relationships are going to come and go, how many friendships have you had, Jackie, that have come and gone, be it someone that you just met for a day, be it someone that you've known for years, like how many of those have come and gone? Like, there's no different for that to happen 
in a relationship. And the only reason we create pressures around relationships is because we've been brought up in a society where we've been told to identify ourselves through the relationships we have with a, with a partner. Okay. And I, I strongly believe that that's wrong because you shouldn't strongly identify yourself with anybody. Okay. You shouldn't have that attachment to anybody because truly, if you, if you're coming at a relationship as a whole person, fully whole, fully in tune with yourself, you know, I'm not saying you have to be hundred percent all of the time, but if you know where you're coming from as a person and your values and all of those things, you can approach a relationship in a, in a, in a completely different way because if the other person is coming to that relationship from a place of wholeness, then it's a whole different situation. And what I'm going to do, guys, I'm just going to stop this live stream because it's going to cut out and I want to save this to my story. But I'm going to restart straight away. So for those of you who are here, if you want to continue this conversation, just rejoin the live stream once I, I start it again because I really, I really want to continue this conversation um but for those of you you're going to leave thank you so much if you've got questions i haven't answered there's only two minutes left please be sure to bring them to the next live i'm literally going to do it straight away so please make sure that you bring the um uh questions to the next live stream and thank you everyone who's joined in so far this has been amazing i hope that there's been a lot of value for here guys i can see scrolling through these comments there's a lot of questions um i'm going to end this one now um and Q has asked, do our thoughts become us? Uh, I have a happy thought and I become happy. Um, I have a sad thought and I, I become sad. Why do you think that is? And I think that's the attachment. We, we attach ourselves to the way we feel in the moment. And I think it's fine to do that, but as long as you're able to let go of that happy feeling, as, as well as you're happy to let go of that sad feeling, your thoughts don't become us. But we do experience life through our thoughts. Does that make sense? I think when you say our thoughts become us, you're putting the pressure on your thoughts to create the person that you are, but it's not like that. We experience life through our thoughts, through our thinking, through our feelings that come with those thoughts. That's how we experience life day to day. Um, our thoughts becoming us. I think it's a, it's a dangerous game to play for the reason of when you start to identify yourself to your thoughts, when you start to identify the way that you think as the person that you are, you, you, you fall into that trap of seeking the pleasure or pain in those thoughts rather than actually understanding, <laughs> understanding that all thoughts are temporary. So let's just see who's here. We'll say some hello. So hi, Jess. Hey, Q. Hello, Mubin. Hello, Hannah. Hello, uh, Subi. Hello, uh, Danny, Emma, Ryan, Navani, Andrea. How are you all? Um, thank you for joining me again. If anyone does have a question, please feel free to chuck it in the comments down below. And we'll get around to answering it um, in the next 15 or 20 minutes before before we wrap this up. But this has been amazing. I, I fully appreciate you guys taking this time on a Saturday to join me. Um, so Jess has got a question incoming. Looking forward to hearing this because Jess always has some amazing thoughts. Um, how do we deal with breakdown? What do you mean by that, Subi? Please, please... Um, Please expand on that because I don't really understand what you mean by breakdown. Do you mean emotional breakdown? Do you mean a breakdown in a relationship? Do you mean a breakdown in life in general? Uh, please explain what you mean because taking it from face value, I would say that dealing with a breakdown is, I would say it is, A, I would say it's pretty normal in terms of like it's, again, these things happen in life, okay? Life happens in ways that we don't expect. Okay, as I hope that you are, um, I hope that you are experiencing now and understand now that things don't happen as we expect, right? We're all in this lockdown situation that none of us could have seen coming five months ago. So life doesn't happen as you expect, okay? So this is, so Zubi's talking about a general and emotional breakdown. So ultimately, 
if you if you okay taking it away from a person right if you look at a car if you look at when a car breaks down that is because of two things right one it means you haven't taken care of the car and two it could mean that you've pushed the car to its limits okay and that's when i think an emotional or general breakdown happens within people as well okay we break down because we haven't taken care of ourselves in a sense of like making sure that we're getting that balance between emotional, physical, spiritual, and mental health. And also, when we push ourselves too hard, we also push ourselves into burnout, and that can cause a breakdown. So I think dealing with that, yeah, I don't think it's a question of dealing with it, to be honest, because what is dealing with it? Dealing with it means you're going through it. So if you're going through it, you're dealing with it anyway. It's how you deal with it. It's how you experience living those moments, right? So what I mean by that is, is the way that you approach that feeling of a breakdown, that feeling of pushing yourself is all done in the moment, right? You're not dealing with a breakdown in five minutes time. You're not dealing with a breakdown in five, five months time. You're not dealing with a breakdown in five years time. You're dealing with it in the here and the now whilst you're experiencing it. And the only way that you can deal with that comes back to a lot of the things we've already spoken about, okay? And that is by learning to, to recognize it, that's what you, that's what's happening, accepting it and truly letting go. And once you can truly let go, that growth will happen. And it's not going to be an instantaneous growth. It's not going to be instantaneous change, of course. However, it will happen over time, okay? And that's what I would say about dealing with breakdown there. It's, it's something that will happen and you can deal with in time if you approach it in the right way in the moment and understand that you're only experiencing it in the moment. And again, the more you, 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 you're, you're experiencing a breakdown and the more you're longing for it to be over, the more you're actually bringing the breakdown into your life because what you're doing is you're saying, I'm feeling a breakdown. I want it to end. Okay. So the pain is in feeling the breakdown and the pleasure is in wanting it to end, okay? And wanting to feel that end. But the more you want to feel that end and the more you don't feel it, the more pain you bring through feeling the breakdown in the moment, okay? Does that make sense? So it comes back to the pleasure-pain dy dynamic. Um, what else have we got here? Another question I saw somewhere. Still waiting for Jess's question. Uh, we got one from Ems. Would you ever want to bring... Out your own book. Well, funnily enough, Ems, <laughs> funnily enough, um, I have got an ebook which is out, which I put out last year called Daily Positive, helping you create and maintain a positive mindset, which is kind of really manageable day-to-day -to -day tools to help you get yourself into those 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 places of, of uh, a positive mindset and clarity. Uh, I'm writing another ebook at the minute, which is it's nearly done. I'm kind of not really rushing the process. So I've got a lot of other things going on at the minute, but that'll be out soon like in the next month or two i'd say and that is more touching on these deeper topics that we've spoken about so it's this this one is more of a uh, a collection of thoughts of blogs of writings of i think just just very there's no real format to it it's just a collection of writings and thoughts and, and things so that'll be out very soon once i finish it <laughs> um what else have we got here okay so jess's question is through the process of doing the work in inverted commas growing new clarity and perspective i've often had this uh tape through the process of doing the work 
um, gathering new clarity and perspectives. I've often had the uh, had this over, sorry, take my overthinking mind back to the past. Interested if you've experienced this and how you manage it. I think I know what you're saying, Jess. I think what you're saying is, is as you've gone through this process of, of, of growth is that you're, as you take on more information, you start to think about it more. You start to create the uh, overthinking process within yourself. And it puts you back into that place of the feelings that you had in the past. So how do you manage it? And I think, again, it's, I, so I, I've, I've changed the approach that I, I have on trying to read a book, right? So this is just a silly example. I used to read a book pen in hand, book in hand. And I used to sit there and I'd read something and I'd be like, oh, that's really good. Yeah, I'm going to underline that. That's a great uh, thing. Yeah, read it again. Oh, I love that quote. Underline it, make a note. Oh, yeah, love that. And what I realized I was doing was that, yes, I'm reading the book and yes, I'm pulling out these amazing moments, but I wasn't allowing my mind to take on board the things I was learning through the book because I was too busy looking for the learnings. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like I was too busy actively looking for the things that I was learning rather than doing the learning and i think we can easily fall into that trap of when we're learning something or going through new things or experiencing growth we try and force it too much instead of letting it happen naturally okay if you're reading books about uh how to improve your mindset or how to um create clarity or happiness the more you read the more you're taking on board the more you're learning but the more you try to force that the more you want to experience it, the less you feel like you're experiencing it, the more pain you bring to yourself, the more thinking you bring to yourself, the more thinking you bring to the process, okay? So again, it comes back to the thing of putting thoughts on top of thoughts, but also opening yourself up to the pleasure pain dynamic. And hopefully guys, what you're starting to see here is that pretty much everything that we've spoken about is tying back to the same sort of thing. <laughs> everything ties back to the pain pleasure dynamic. It ties back to how you recognize, accept, and grow. And it ties back to the way you think and feel about things in the moment and the attachment that you put onto your thoughts and your feelings. They're the, real, they're the free, that's like a triangle. In fact, this has inspired me <laughs> to, to write something about this because there is actually, I'm just thinking about this now, there is a triangle of things that we do in life and that's the triangle there. It's the pleasure-pain dynamic, um, how you recognize, accept, and grow any situation in life. And then how we... Um, experience life for our thoughts and feelings and the attachment that we put onto those thoughts and feelings which ties back into the pleasure pain dynamic which you see what I mean it goes like that so yeah hopefully just that answered your question if not um, we can talk about it in more depth and guys any of you by the way if there's anyone here who's asked a question and you want more clarity on it I, I hope I don't have to say it but please do DM me for more clarity I'm, I'm always happy to answer questions and speak to people there so please do DM me and ask those questions um Let's have a, thank you so much uh, for your advice. I'll start making an improvement myself. So Stoby, glad that you found it helpful. Um, we've got another question here. I can't see the name because the screen's really bright. Um, I'm going through information, pollution, information pollution, love that. Uh, whilst trying to legit side hustle. How do I tackle this and find the right thing uh, when there's so much online? So I think you're talking about information overload, right? Um, I think, again, Similar to what I just said to, to Jess's question, like we, we fall into this trap on information overload. Like at the end of the day, right? And as, I don't know if you guys know Gary Vee or listen to Gary Vee or even like Gary Vee, but there's one thing that he always says, which always just puts a really great perspective on this exact situation, right? And what he says is, you can read as much as you want 
and watch as many videos as you want about how to do a push-up, but you don't learn how to and you don't get the benefits of doing a push-up until you physically do one. And I think a lot of the time we go out there and we search for information and we look for things and we read things and we try to take on all this information. And like, um, again, I can't see the name, the information overload that you said, the information pollution. We actually, we're doing that. We're trying to find the information without going out and putting the work in it and living the experience in the moment, right? It's also called... Um, analysis paralysis another way of saying it we analyze too much so we put ourselves in a state of paralysis because we start to then apply all of the thinking on top of the thinking that we're having about the thing that we're trying to learn about and the experiences that we're having in that moment that we create the paralysis in the analysis and the thinking pollution that is in the question so i think to me it's about yes it's good to take the information on yes i'm always learning yes i'm always reading yes i'm always listening to podcasts yes i'm always you know, trying to understand more about myself, understanding more about life and, and what it is that we're experiencing. But ultimately, it's the way that you experience it. It's the way that you do that thing, which ultimately is what is putting in the work, is ultimately where, where the growth comes from. Uh, a few people saying they'd love to get that ebook once it's done. It'll be done soon, guys. Like, it's, honestly, it's like 90% written. I just need to like format it a little bit and make it look pretty and then decide how i'm going to release it and it will be free um you know i'm not looking to get any money from it it's, it's free information for you guys it's free understanding learnings from my own experiences so i will be putting out soon um how do you not allow your peace of mind to be affected by negative people around you people that are not willing to change and you have to interact with them um i think we actually covered this earlier because I, I went through the question of like the working environment which was the question i had through the dms um and people not wanting to change. And I think ultimately, people who are negative and you feel like they're having that effect on you, all they're doing is, A, they're projecting their negative feelings and thoughts and emotions onto you because they don't know how to deal with them themselves. So that's the first thing. The second thing is you shouldn't take that personally. You shouldn't take that as something that can affect you because the only way it can affect you is through the way that you think about it. So what I mean by that is that if someone is negative towards you, okay, it's fine, okay? But it's not fine if you then go, oh my God, that person's always been negative to me. Like, why they always like this? Like, it's such a strain on me. And it's like, they would do is put me down and they have anything nice to say. Like, all of that, that you're then bringing that thinking into your mind, all of it, all, all of it that it is doing is bringing a negative emotion into your body and into your mind as well. So you start to create that negative emotion within yourself based on the negativity that you think the person is giving you. Okay, so it's not the external thing, the negative person or the negative words that is affecting you. It's the way that you have interpreted and thought about those words and that person and that situation within yourself. Okay, because two examples, right? I could turn around to you now and say, oh, you're a horrible person. Um, I can't believe you dress so badly. Okay, and you could take that really personally. You could be like, oh my God, like, I can't believe you just said that like, what the hell? I'm like, oh my God. And I could say the exact same thing to another person and they just laugh it off and walk away. So it's not the fact of what I've said that has caused a discomfort in one person because the other person has, has, able to, has been able to walk away with comfort inside them. So it's the way that each person has internalized, processed and thought about the thing that has caused the negative or positive reaction. So it's not the external thing that affects you. It's the way that you create the feeling internally through the way that you think about it does that make sense um 
Hannah says it makes sense. Good. <laughs> Great point. Uh, think less, feel more. Yeah, I think think less, feel more, but know your emotions. Know the way you feel. Know, um, know how you're feeling in the moment and accept that feeling in the moment, whatever that feeling is. That's all, that's all this is, guys. All this is, this, and I say this is in life, is accepting the feeling that you're having in the moment. Accept what it is that you're going through. Accept the good things, accept the bad things, accept, accept all of that as one, because it is, it's a one, it's all, it's all joined up together, like the pleasure pain thing, it's all part of the same thing, we are all part of the same thing, we're all part of the same life, we're all part of the same experience, okay, like the trees I'm looking at in my garden aren't any different to the trees that my next door neighbor is looking at, okay, it's all part of the same thing, the only way we view things differently is through the way that we think about them, okay, um, interested in this information pollution one says jess so grateful to this universe to connect me with you alex oh that's great thanks to hear that amazing to hear that danny um we've been to setting limits to what you allow in yeah i mean you should you should set some kind of limits to what you allow and of course what i'm trying to say is don't put too many things in place there's a lot of talk about boundaries at the minute set your boundaries and yes i believe in that yes you should know the things that are good for you that are harmful for you and everything but when those boundaries aren't there and those things do get to you and affect you don't don't try and fight them. That's all I'm saying is don't try and fight these things because the more you try and fight things internally, the more friction you create inside yourself. Um, Enzis, glad she found my page and podcast. That's amazing to hear. Love this advice. Said someone, an analysis paralysis someone's laughing at. Um, sorry, I joined a little late. So someone, uh, is there a relationship between patience and pain? Yeah, I think it's the, it's the pleasure pain dynamic. It's I mean, patience, what is patience? Patience is being patient, is being, all, all patience is right. All patience is, is, is a delay. That, that, I'm thinking about this out loud now. I've never really processed. So I'm actually processing this as, as we're discussing it. Patience is a delay. If someone says, have patience with that person, have patience with this situation, have patience with this thing, be patient about that. All you're doing is delaying the feeling that you're trying to avoid. So if you're getting annoyed because someone is late, as an example, and someone says to you, I'll be patient. All they're saying to you is, wait, delay that feeling that you're having and have it at a later point or don't have it at a later point. So there's two ways you can look at this, I think. And again, just processing this right now, there's two ways you can look at this. Number one, people are asking you to put on hold what you're feeling to feel it at another date. The other way you can look at it is someone saying to you, what you're feeling is temporary, put it aside and let it pass. So patience to me, patience to me then is, could be seen as a reminder, a reminder that if someone's saying to you to be patient or have patience about this thing, it's a reminder to say, actually, whatever it is that you're feeling right now is a temporary measure. It's a temporary thing put it to the side, let it go and wait for the next thing. Hope that makes sense because I've literally just been making that up as I've been going along. So I've never really processed that idea before. So thank you for that question, by the way, Subi. Basically take action and learn more from trial and error instead of being lost in analysis paralysis yet. Um, what else we got here? You are so good. You are so, so good. I'm learning so much from this post. <laughs> Amazing. 
Um, it's glad, glad to hear that. Hannah says, thank you so much, Alex. Uh, your podcast meditations and positive content have really helped me. Love that. Thank you, Hannah. You, you know, I appreciate you, you checking all of it out and always being there in the daily meditations as well. Got to run low battery. Uh, one more question here. Uh, this will probably be the last one now. I would like to know a bit more about yourself. How did you get to this point in your life of starting your advice with others? Ah, well, funnily, talked about this a little bit at the beginning, but basically I went through a long, a long period in my life where I was depressed and I didn't know it at the time. And um, once I did understand and recognize that that what I was going through, I then wanted to, 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 to create a change. But before I could create the change, I had to accept that I was going through this depression. I had to, had to accept where I was in my life. And until I could accept it fully, I couldn't find the space within myself to grow and to learn. And once I got to that space of starting to grow and learn about the situation I'd been going through and the understanding and the way that I'd been viewing life and all of these things that I'd been doing to my detriment, um, that was when I, 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 I got to a space where I was like, right, I've learned all these things. I've got myself away from this situation. I've got myself into this uh, clarity into this into this spaciousness of life i want to be able to share this with people because if, if i can do it anyone can do it i'm just you know i'm just a normal guy i'm not anyone special i'm not superhuman i'm not some a-list celebrity who's got loads of money who can afford loads of things and you know pay for like the help and this and that any other like i've had to deal with this stuff like for myself by myself through learning and i want to share that with you people because i feel like sometimes when we're going through something like depression or we question ourselves with doubt or we have negative self-talk, we, we don't believe that we can step away from it. And we can, because I've done it. If I've done it, you can do it. And that's all I'm trying to help people understand is I'm trying to help people with that. You can create that change through all of the things that we've spoken about today, through that triangle that we spoke about. Okay. Uh, Alex Reed says, what was the cause of it? Do you think? I think a lot of the cause of my depression was putting my, or allowing people's expectations of me to determine how I lived my life. So what I mean by that is like chasing certain jobs, chasing money, chasing a certain situation in life to appear I was having a good life to other people. But in fact, I wasn't enjoying that life for myself, which then was what caused me to, to, to be depressed. It was I was doing a job I didn't enjoy. I was in a situation in life. I had a, a you know, great, on the outside, everything looked great. On the outside, it looked like picture perfect life, great job, you know, car, great family. Uh, I was in the process of, I think, buying my own place, uh, had a girlfriend, you know, all, all this stuff on the outside. You go, yep, tick that box, tick that box, tick that box. That's, that's a, the perfect life. But it wasn't because I didn't feel it on the inside. And it's because I was doing all of those things from the wrong place within me, from the wrong place within me that I got into that position. And I don't like to think of it really as there being a cause because the cause as we've discovered, isn't anything external. The cause isn't anything external. It's the way that I internalize those external situations. It's the way I put the pressure on myself through the expectations I thought other people had upon me. Okay, it's really intriguing. You can live your life any way you want. And that's the way that I've lived for the past five, four or five years now, is I've lived the way that I wanted to live my life. And it's the happiest I've ever been. Yes, there's been up moments. Yes, there's been down moments. But ultimately, I look at my life and I'm like, I am happy with how my life is right now and there's nothing more i could want than that um what else have we got so last couple minutes guys so a lot of what you say resonates i hope uh, i have hope that what you're saying will touch someone keep it up thank you so much jenny appreciate that uh we share a common goal to someone 
how did you find the right place? What do you mean by find the right place? Jester said, I can resonate with this so much. Uh, thanks for sharing and being so honest. Pleasure, pain, triangle. One more time. Okay. So <laughs> I got to remember it. I made it up on the spot, guys. Huh? So the pleasure, pain, I'm going to write it down as soon as I get off this. So the pleasure, pain, triangle. So that's one tip of it. So it's the three sides of the triangle. At, once, at one point is the pleasure, pain dynamic. So that is the idea of pleasure and pain live together without pleasure there's there's no pain without pain there's no pleasure there's pleasure and pain and, and pain and pleasure okay they they coexist you can't you can't experience one without being open to experiencing the other and as long as you're aware of that you can you can deal with those moments and accept them more in the moment so that's one tip of the triangle pleasure pain dynamic the other tip of the triangle this this actually is a this might actually end up being my book to, to answer Ems's question earlier, proper book. Um, the other point of the triangle is any situation you go through in life, good, bad, tough, hard, amazing, extremely pleasurable. There's only three things that you can do. Recognize, accept, grow. Recognize the situation you're in just to, to fully understand that is what you're experiencing. Number two is accept that situation. And by accept, what I mean is let go and, and understand that whatever those feelings are, will come, will go. Okay, that's the true accepting stage. It's a letting go stage. The third stage of that is growth. The growth only comes once you've been through the previous two stages. That's where you can find the space to grow because if you haven't truly accepted and you haven't truly um, let go, it either means you haven't truly recognized what you're going through or you, you struggle with the attachment of letting go. So when you truly can let go, you can create the space to grow. And then the third side of the triangle is non-attachment and attachment we, we create within ourselves based on the thoughts and the feelings that we have. So our thoughts and feelings come together. Any thought that we have comes with a feeling atta uh, attached to it. And it's the way that we attach ourselves to those ideas of thoughts and the good feelings and the bad feelings that create the experience that we're living. And when we attach ourselves too much, to those uh, feelings, what we end up doing is creating more thinking around that. And that thinking is what creates a sense of overwhelm, a sense of anxiety, overthinking process, okay? So when we can uh, unattach ourselves from that process, we find clarity within our thinking. So they're the three, the three points of the triangle, pleasure, pain, recognize, accept, grow, and non-attachment. So to answer that question, I will probably write something or do something to expand on that more because it's very interesting. What one book changed your life and why? Oh man. Uh, the Awakening of Intelligence by Jiddu Krishnamurti. Amazing book. But I would suggest to go and read that. But before you read that, read Eckhart Tolle's New Earth because it's a bit more digestible than the Jiddu Krishnamurti book. But the, the Jiddu Krishnamurti book is more in-depth and has a greater understanding of all the things we've spoken about. Uh, Emily says, so glad I came across uh, Dreamer's Disease when, it, when I did. Uh, who do you personally look up to for inspiration with well-being, self, and help? Um, a few people. There's, there's some amazing people out in the world who I love. At the minute, I'm really into Russell Brand's content. Love Russell Brand. I think he, he's done some really powerful work about, um, you know, he talks a lot about his addictions and his mental health struggles, but also the spiritual side of life, which I'm very fascinated by. Krishnamurti is like, for me, the ultimate teacher. Um, so definitely go and read his books. And people who have heard me talk about books and stuff before will know I talk about Krishnamurti quite a lot definitely go and check out his his books and then just other mentors i've had in my life man just mentors i've had in my life they they're, they're, they're mentors as a reason you know they change your perspective they make you think differently in those moments when you need them so 
they're, they're the people that have kind of uh, I've looked up to. Um, and that's it. I'm going to answer one final question. One final question. So if there's one final question from anyone, now is the time to get it in because I'm going to I'm going to pick the first one that comes in and then we will wrap this up. Um, but before we go, guys, thank you so much. This has been an absolute pleasure. I hope that you guys have taken something from it. If you have, drop some flame emojis down below. Let me know um, that you, you've taken something from this, that you've enjoyed this. Um, it's been really great. I can't wait to put this episode out. It will be out on Monday if you've only just joined and if you want to um, catch the full recording, the full live, the, all of the questions, all of the topics um, that we've discovered, then um, this episode will go out on the podcast as episode 150 on Monday. So it'll be out in a couple of days. Um, we did have a question there. How did you find your why? I found my why by being true to myself. I found my why by just understanding who I am as a person and what I want to represent. And ultimately, my why is to help people. That is my why. I do what I do because I want to help people. And what do I want to help people do? I want to help people uh, find clarity and happiness. And how do I do that? I do that through things like this. I do that through the podcast. Uh, in the moment of Alex Manzi, which is on all platforms. I do that through the videos I put out. I do that through the eBooks I release. I do that through my coaching. Um, and I've got some really exciting announcements to come in, in the next couple of weeks about co some coaching opportunities for you guys. And super excited by it. I do that through the eBooks I release. All the stuff I do is to help with the why of trying to help people. Because I've been in a situation myself that a lot of people have experienced in life. And I want to help people understand and learn the things that have changed my life that's it it's as simple as that that is my way so i hope that answers your question and on that note guys thank you so much so there we have it guys i really hope that you enjoyed this episode i had so much fun recording it honestly i was so in the zone i don't know if you could tell i was trying to trying to record and i was trying to answer questions and there was people you know there's all sorts going on it was, it was really amazing so i'm very thankful for all of the people who did answer such great questions and like I said, I was making learnings myself, which is super important. Everything I do, you know, I try, I, I want to, I want to help you guys. I, and it's about helping you guys learn. It's about helping you understand, helping you deepen your knowledge of life, of your experience to, to better yourself, to find clarity, to find happiness. And that's what I really did. This episode was really about, you know, it was about creating that space. It's about creating that space for you to learn, for you to ask questions, for people to share. There was even, there was even like conversations going on in the comments, which I couldn't even keep up with. It was amazing. So I appreciate everyone who joined in and I really hope that you did enjoy this episode. And if you did like what you heard, then please be sure to leave a review or even better still, hit the subscribe button so that you get all of the latest episodes straight to your phone. And if you know someone who you think would really take some value from this episode, you know, would really benefit from hearing it, then please be sure to send them the link or a screenshot because it's important that we continue to spread the positive vibes and messages from episodes like this. And I started this podcast to help inspire positive change. And you can be a part of that by sharing the love with someone who you think would really enjoy this episode. As ever, you can connect with me on Instagram at IamAlexManzi. And if there's anything, anything in that episode that you want me to expand on, then please message me there. Please get in contact. Or if there's something else that you want to answer or, or, want, to, or want me to discuss or share some thoughts on, you know, feel free to DM me at IamAlexManzi on Instagram. So thank you for listening. I will see you next time for the next episode. Until then, stay safe, stay indoors, and I'll see you soon. This podcast is produced by Unedited.